Welcome to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Well, Sharon, we're back on the air again. Right on. Let's wish Albert Kohler a happy, happy birthday. birthday to ha- you. Happy <laughs> birthday, dear Albert. Happy birthday <laughs> to you and 39. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got uh, Judy Neiser on the line. We do. Hi, Judy. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good, thanks. Good. I love to tease Albert. <laughs> well, he's only 39 i'm 12 so that's good yeah it is good yeah i go down too <laughs> so spirit of the north now i saw the the draw uh i think it was uh, shirley bond put it on facebook for the harley and and we were doing a little bit back and forth um shirley figured that i drove a harley once and oh. and i said mm, i think it was a honda and shirley says i knew it i knew it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shirley was terrific, actually. She uh, did a pre-recorded message and got the ball rolling last Wednesday when we were doing Harley Day. Yeah. And so, yeah, everybody's been reaching out and pushing for the draw, which has been wonderful. And the draw is, is um, in Not partnership with, with Spirit of the North. And it's yeah, so funds go to us. This is the annual Prince George Firefighters Harley Raffle. Right. So they've been doing this for 24 years. Wow. Yeah, wonderful. And they have always directed the money towards equipment uh, here at UHNBC, which is really nice. Yeah. And this year's our funding was going towards the dedicated molecular diagnostic lab. Right. Which is um, going to help all of us in the north, right? DNA. Yeah. So they're just just trying to close in on the final funding. Um, The draw is going to be on April 17th. Right. At 4.30, is it? 4.30 p.m. on April 17th. Right. And then there's second and third prizes. That's right. And the second and third prizes are to the Harley-Davidson store, like a gift card. So uh, there's no longer a Harley-Davidson in Prince George, but it can be used online or any of the Harley-Davidson locations. Yeah, because you could get a helmet or some gloves or... Oh, that biker jacket that you've always wanted. Yeah, or a tattoo. Could be. They should have a tattoo artist in Harley-Davidson. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of giftware, actually, that Harley-Davidson has. Yes, yeah. It's always been really nice. (laughs) And and so the uh, Spirit of the North, um, how are you doing with everything being closed and your usual... um, way of uh, living has been changed so drastically it has been you know we've just had to redesign everything that we do and i guess the sad part of it is as never before has healthcare touched us all even in in a bigger way this year and so you know there still is a big need there still is a a lot of equipment needed our Mm -hmm. poor seniors are struggling in the homes because they you know they can't see their loved ones so We're doing an awful lot of equipment to keep them moving in the assisted living locations. Um, You know, cardiac, people are still having heart attacks, cancer is still being detected. There's a lot of modalities that are still happening. There's no doubt about that. And even though COVID seems to get a lot of the coverage, it doesn't mean that everything else isn't still happening. So we're Mm -hmm. still working with our donors to make sure that the equipment is here and that we can attract and retain healthcare professionals to the region with newer equipment. So... Um, you know, the, the list goes on and on, but I think we're like everyone else. We're trying to find our niche, and we're trying to find where we can still do the best good for our donors. 
Yeah, it's it's really quite interesting how something like this can just sort of, it's like kind of like tripping and falling on the the road and and knocking yourself out. It, it it you know it just you didn't see where you were stepping and all of a sudden because everybody's been really hit hard uh, with all of this and. Uh, you know, I went shopping on Sunday to Walmart, and I couldn't find a shop a parking place that was so busy. Oh, really? And they weren't keeping track of people coming in. And so I watched uh, Dr. Henry yesterday telling us we got to shut her down again. And, and I don't know how, you know, how we're going to get it through people that this is serious. Well, and I think that's the sad part, and, and I'm not a healthcare professional, but... Uh, you know, I think that we, we have to listen to what is best guidance out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, the world doesn't stop. And if you had mm-hmm. asked me a year ago if I would have thought it would still be like this, I would have thought for sure it would be over. You know, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'm always optimistic, and I always looked, like to look for, you know, the best in, in the situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think everyone, and me included, are done like we're just done yeah you know and it's hard to go about um and i don't think it's just us it's every kind of you know restaurants can Mm -hmm. open but no you can't and Mm -hmm. you have to wear a mask and no you don't and it's just a changing and i I think that you know you you go in with everything best foot forward trying Mm -hmm. to recreate what you've always done and then you know no sooner do you start and you're lobbed off at the knees because this can't happen and that can't happen Yeah, you know it's affected our auxiliary here. The gift shop has been shut down since last March, so a full year. Yeah, and they're scheduled to open again on Thursday. So fingers crossed they can, because you know there's definitely a need for them here. But you just don't know. You just get up every day and say what's different. And uh, I hope that's not our future. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that this is just a bubble. But at the same time, it's becoming more and more normal than not, and that's. Area, yeah, well, it's about um, not knowing the answer. I mean, we can, if we can work towards something, what we're trying to do, and then we get our hopes up that this vaccine is going to, you know, change everything. Well, then everybody all of a sudden thinks that because people are getting vaccinated, that it's okay. It isn't okay, you know, it, and this is what happens. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's definitely that there's, you know, a lot bending the rules and a lot mm-hmm. of things. But, but I do also think that this is something that nobody has experienced with. Everybody is, is you know, pushing and, and evaluating results. And so it is kind of a looking at life through the rearview mirror that, you know, could have changed that or could have done that. Yeah, differently. yeah. Um, I don't know if there is any, you know, anyone to blame or any fingers to slap I think it's just we're all going through this for the first time you know it's, it's something that's new to everybody yeah and I think people use their best judgment but um, you know the other side of it is we were really immune to the numbers for so long mm-hmm. and I think took it for granted that we would remain that way yeah and now we're really ill-prepared for what's happening with the numbers climbing up in the north too yeah yeah, we thought we were above it all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, to, well, just because we're up north doesn't mean we're above it. <laughs> well, no, and, and people are moving around, yes. right? And they have to. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, I guess, what's sad is for the longest time, you know, nobody thought of anything of people having to go down south for treatment or, yes. or travel to get the best possible care. Well, now that travel is not allowed, it's like so 
what now? Yeah. You know, our, our people still need care. Patients yeah. still need to travel. And yet you're told, you know, no unnecessary travel. Well, mm-hmm. unnecessary travel when you're traveling 20 minutes is one thing. Unnecessary travel when you've got to travel 12 hours is a little bit different. So hopefully the province looks at this, too, to make us more strong, more resilient and stronger in the north so that we don't have to travel on any given day. Yeah. You know, now or in the future, it, it just doesn't make sense for people from a cost point of view, too, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so um, we've got that draw coming up on April 17th. Now, what other things, like I, I looked at Costco campaign for kids. Now, when does that happen? So that is right now scheduled to actually happen April 26th till the end of May. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year they did move it to the fall because um, of COVID, but right now I did talk to, there's a new general manager at the store, and he has said that they're on deck for starting on the 26th of April. So that's always a very good campaign and, and very strongly supported by the entire region because most people do come into Costco to shop. So yep. You know, and, and that goes out to the region with a lot of help, too. But um, just to close off the Harley, the Harley raffle tickets oh, yeah. are still for sale. Okay. They're online on our website. They can go there, but we're more than welcome to, to see people in the uh, hospital. Uh-huh. We, do, we do have COVID protocol in place, but if people want to come in to see us at the hospital, we can sell them a ticket here as well. Can we do it over the phone? Um, yeah, they can do it over the phone, uh-huh. or they can go online. Either way is fine. Okay. Uh, um, because I don't like online stuff. I'm I'm still kind of I don't know, just back in the old days on on certain things. That's one of the things. And so I think that's a And how much are the tickets? I never even Tickets went. are $20 each. Okay. Yeah. And we've got roughly Oh, we still probably got about 800 to sell. So we don't oh, Okay, to well we need out. to do that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind going in the hospital. It's very safe, and it, they've got uh, all the stuff there. They'll give you a new mask to put on if you don't oh, have yeah. one. The safety protocol yeah. here, and we're just in the door, right. you know, about ten steps. And so, um, you know, definitely, if there's too many people in the office, we ask everyone to wait outside. Um, but it's all safe distance, and uh, you know, normally we can handle one person in our waiting room at a time. So. Yeah. You know, we will definitely make sure that we um, enforce the protocol. Yeah. But we're happy to see people if they wanted to come in and purchase a ticket. Yeah. So if you're downtown, uh, go over to the hospital and, and go over and buy a ticket on a Harley. I don't care if you're 80 or 90. You don't have to drive it. Give it to your grandson. <laughs> exactly. It, it is. A be- I'm not a biker chick at all, but it is a beautiful bike. Yeah, I love so. the picture of it. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so drop in and buy a ticket and and um, contribute towards your own health um, because that's what this is all about. It's not about Harley and it's not about the fire department. It's about you. And exactly. and your health and what so that you don't have to go to Vancouver for uh, your treatments anymore or Kamloops or Kelowna. Mm-hmm. That's what this is all about, and it's a good cause because it's for yourself. You're investing in your own health, and and so um, are you able like if we can do the Costco cap uh, the campaign for kids. So that would be for kids' health, right? That's for pediatrics. Yeah. So that's anywhere within pediatrics, so not necessarily the pediatrics department. 
department. Yeah. But children enter care in a variety of different ways. So they'll come in through emergency, they'll come in through surgical, whatever. So mm-hmm. it, it's anything to do with pediatric care in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Same thing, we are the main uh, pediatric center for the entire north. Yes. And so Costco is very gracious to choose that. Um, it's funded some... You know, travel incubators, too, for children that are traveling from out of area. Mm-hmm. And a lot of ventilators and respiratory equipment for children. So their main focus is kids, and we honor that 100%. The only problem for me going to Costco is I went in last Tuesday and left with one of those big cheesecakes. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry oh, cheesecake. None. None whatsoever. So you I dropped. You talk yourself out of it. <laughs> no, no. So I dropped. I dropped uh, half of it off at Bill Pavich's place this morning. <laughs> I <Okay>, thought, <laughs> but oh my goodness, you know the, the. I have to say, Costco is really a special store, and and you, when you're trying to open up a, a plastic bag, there's always the staff person who come over and oh, open is for it? you. Yeah. Yeah. Hand sanitizer. Gets <laughs> it's really fun, uh, yeah. So, folks, you know, please go and and get a ticket. Help yourself out. So, and the and the Costco thing. Well, we're hoping that'll take off in April, and then um, the bikeathon. Do you think that'll go this year? I'm not too sure. That's usually not until August. August. But in the meantime, yeah. we do have Spirit Day, which is May sixth. Oh, right. Yeah. And that's our 12-hour radiothon with uh, Jim Hasen Broadcast Group, and so we're we're really hopeful that is, what I love about that one is you choose where you want it to go. Yes. So um, you know, it, it, whatever is near and dearest to you, whatever your passion is, you just have to phone us that day, and we'll direct your donation 100% to the area that you choose. And uh, last year, I mean, no surprise, mental health and wellness was the top yes. area. It was, um, you know, key. Cardiac is always a big one. Oncology, of course, is a really big one. Um, the lymphedema fund that we're trying to start up here, um, they, you know, the girls man, man, manned the phones for about an hour, and they were able to bring money into the lymphedema fund, too. So it really is whatever area is near and dear to you. And uh, we had a really good year last year. It was 93000 in one day. Wow. To top that off this year because, you know, healthcare really does touch us all and each of us in different ways. And this is the one day anytime between 7 in the morning and 7 o'clock at night. You can phone in your pledges and uh, or with COVID safety protocol in place, drop it off at the Treasure Cove uh, mm-hmm. Resort Hotel, and we'll be happy to take your pledges there. So, a lot going on for Spirit. I mean, it's. Uh, I guess it just indicates that there is so much happening in healthcare that we need to look after and make sure that our our patients are safe and well looked after. So, Spirit Day is May May seventh. You said six. Six May six. May yep. six, and um, so it's a telethon. Yep. Yeah, and uh, so you can direct so. If if I wanted to direct it to the the children's program at the Y, would that work? Or you can. We do have agency funds, and so if you wanted it to go, we can be a one stop donation center where it would come through us, and we can direct it. We do that for the BC Cancer Agency, for Cordoban Lodge, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the partners for friends and family. Um, you can donate to wherever, as long as you indicate where you'd like it to go. Okay. You can go. Because I was thinking about the things that are close to my heart, like um, I think uh, having a child care, free child care at the Y for families to go in and, and work out and do yoga and stuff is 
you know, that's just an amazing um I think Except for right now, yeah. things are closed. Yeah, they are. But yeah. I'm, you know, that that doesn't mean forever. I hope. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. Not for sure. And I, I kind of like that idea for for moms and dads to be able to go and and know that their kids are going to be taken care of. And of course, the other one that I really is close to my heart is the BCSPCA and stuff. So if I phoned in that. You know, can I sort of split it, or you, you can? But you know what? In all honesty, if you want to donate to the BCSPCA, you're you're best to donate directly to them. They are a good charity. Yeah, and I think there's nothing. But I mean, if you wanted to go to any area of healthcare, healthcare, with, okay, then then that's what we would look at. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to get straight. That it's, it's healthcare, and and so it's whatever like kidney foundation or or cancer or um, like you the said kidney foundation, but renal care here. So the kidney foundation is is another charity. They've they've got a provincial presence here, mm-hmm. but but the patients that are kidney um, are afflicted with kidney disease are definitely looked after here. Yes, there's people on kidney dialysis, you know, every week, every day. Yep, and renal care. So that is what what Spirit of the North looks after is making sure that the right uh, equipment is available here for them. Mm-hmm. And we've actually just done a vascular ultrasound for the kidney patients because it's so hard, you know, they're getting poked and prodded. And yeah. it's kind of nice to be able to have a proper ultrasound to make sure that they, they're they aware of which veins are being poked into, right? And yeah. so, you know, any area of healthcare, right, from, you know, birth and, and the NICU unit right through to palliative care, is all looked after under our umbrella as well. Good. And yeah. so, um, you know, we, we definitely have more than enough areas. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just want people to pick whichever they're passionate about and uh, and choose to give on that day. Wonderful. Yeah. So, I mean, I just wanted to make it clear because my mind goes here, there, and and I have to realize that it's to do with health. It's the spirit of the North and, and therefore the northern regions that provide health services to our citizens. That's right, but it is anywhere within the northern half of the province. Yeah. So, you know, if, if you're from Burns Lake or you're from Chapwin, you want to donate and you want to see that money go there, it will go there. Yes. Just make yeah. sure that you specify it because we, as Spirit of the North, we are regional and mm-hmm. we make sure that the money goes back into the communities in which it comes from, too. So we got a minute. Is there, like, a Something that we really need to just put out there? Um, you know, we're just so grateful for donors for still, I know times are tough and things have been really difficult. We're still very, very grateful for the donors. Um, you know, every dollar makes a difference. It doesn't have to be big bucks. Yep. Everything does make a difference. But collectively, you know, you think you've got 100,000 residents in British yep. alone. Um, every little bit makes a difference. And so we really are grateful for people continuing to support the work that is done through the Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation. Yes, and we are, uh, as as uh, patients and citizens, we're grateful too, and we're grateful for, you know, what you do over there, Judy, and I'll stop in and see if I can win a Harley. Well, I'd love to see you on a Harley, Sharon. I really <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun? I really would too. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so take care, keep care, you, and keep your staff safe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, wonderful. Thank you very much for having me today, Sharon. And thank you, Judy. And we'll take a short break and be back with Senior Moments. 
Hi, I'm Tim Neal, the host of the daily feature, the Onstage Spotlight, your way of keeping informed about performers and performances happening throughout the Prince George area. I'll be highlighting artists from all musical genres, both local and from around the world. I'll be featuring not only their music, but concert details and interesting insights into the music industry. So join me weekdays at 8.30, 11.30 and 3.30, Saturdays at 9.30 and 12.30 and Sundays at 12.30. That's the Onstage Spotlight, only on CFIS FM 93.1 iSpark is seeking a sport and physical activity coordinator for the Vancouver Island region. Reporting to the manager, sport development and community engagement, the position's primary goal is to engage with local partners in the design and delivery of community-based, culturally relevant sport, recreation and physical activity programs for Indigenous people throughout the region. Full details for this temporary full-time position are available at iSpark.ca. The application deadline for the physical activity coordinator position for the Vancouver Island region is April 13th. The Prince George Symphony Orchestra is pleased to announce the final four concerts of their 50th anniversary season. The spring series consists of three Sunday evening presentations and a special Sunday afternoon family performance of Sergei Prokofiev's Peter and the Wolf. All concerts will be streamed with tickets available at pgso.com by phone at 250-562-0800 or at their Studio 2880 office. Don't miss the first presentation of the series, The Arrival of Spring. 7.30 Sunday, April 11th. Forecast from Environment Canada for today mainly cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries or showers. Wind from the south at 20K gusting to 40, a high of 5. Tonight partly cloudy, a 40% chance of showers this evening. Gusting south winds continuing, a low of minus 1. On Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud, more gusting south winds and a high of 7. Brought to you in part by Riverbend Seniors Community on 93.1 CFIS-FM. This is Senior Moments. Well, Sharon, we're back on and we're just waiting for Judy Russell to call. Okay. I'm. Um, she's got her grandchildren and so she may be preoccupied. I'm hoping that she'll call in. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking this morning about um, when I was a young girl and... Uh, a friend of mine um, sent me a note that um, somebody had uh, triplets, like a, a, a ca- three calves or something, and they gave them the names of that were names that we've heard as a kid in a oh, rhyme yeah. or something like that. So then it reminded me of when I was seventeen, and this older guy I met him at my best friend's uh, wedding. It was her, her cousin. And he he was interested in me, and I was kind of uh, taken with the idea of an older man being interested in me. And so we started to date, and uh, so it turned out he was I was seventeen, he was twenty seven. Ten years difference. Yeah, that age that's quite a bit. Yeah, it sure is. And I was as innocent as ever could be. And um, I was working for a plastic surgeon at the time. He wasn't cosmetic surgeon. He was uh, chief of plastic surgery at Toronto General, and he was the expert in um, reconstructive and, oh, yes. and in burns and things like that. I was really fortunate to uh, get a job like that. You well, know. and that could end up being very interesting. It was absolutely interesting. Anyway, this guy's name was Jack, and Jack was a jazz enthusiast, and I didn't, you know, I knew five foot two and ain't she sweet, and I grew up with, <laughs> with that kind of music. And so what is jazz? And so um, I thought, well, I have to learn about jazz. And so 
I bought a record. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy now, but he was a famous pianist, and he, he played jazz, and I listened to it over and over and over and over, trying to get some kind of an idea of what the rhythm was in, in this and what what was explaining. It's because different. It is different. And so he, this guy Jack, went to the town tavern uh, um, all the time to see jazz, and, and uh, he asked me to meet him there and I was really when I went into it I felt faint you know because I was underage mm-hmm. um, they didn't ask for ID in those days but um, I walk into a bar that I've never been in um, I'm just he's not there yet what on earth am I going to do <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, and uh, there was some girls sitting up at the bar and there was you know not very many people in there so I went into the washroom and and I kind of got my breath and, and whoa, I'm standing there just, for, oh, my gosh, because I'm from the sticks. What do I know about this kind of thing? And uh, anyway, um, one, one, a girl, a woman came in. She looked like Marilyn Monroe. She was beautiful. She had mm. bleached hair and, and she was dressed up. like you wouldn't believe. And, and she said, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, I'm waiting for my boyfriend, Jack. And she said, oh, okay. Uh, well, why don't you come and sit up at the bar with me? And I'm Faith, and Hope and Charity are my friends sitting up there. Well, I never got it. That was their names. And so they had me sit up there with them, and they protected me. And they kept me, you know, company and talked to me and everything. And and finally, Jack shows up, and, and we go and we sit down. And... Um, and I never said anything because all these women were absolutely the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. And so what do I find out later? They were hookers. Yep. <laughs> but, you know, and I didn't go in with any kind of judgment. I mean, I just thought no. they were so beautiful. And they, and they That's also... What they did for a living. Yeah. people. Yeah. Yep. Not only that, but they kind of protected me. Like, yep. first of all, I think they thought, who's she coming into our territory and finding out? So this morning, here I am. What am I, 81? I'm coming up 82? <laughs> I realized he probably dated them. <laughs> <laughs> Very likely. <laughs> so here I am. How many years later? And... Uh, um, Andre Previn was the name of the uh, pianist that I I bought. He became a famous um, in- entertainer, and I think he played with like a symphony orchestra or something. Oh, yeah. But he started off by playing jazz music, and you know, uh, um, I think j- jazz is uh, is something that you. You either like it or you don't. Yeah, you have yeah. to acquire. My bridesmaid loved jazz. Oh, did she? Yeah, actually, I should say loves because as far as I know, she's still alive. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. You don't stay in touch. I actually talked to her. Um, oh, it might have been before Christmas. Mm-hmm. I got her phone number from her daughter and, and oh, phoned her and okay. talked to her. Yeah. I've always tried to call her on her birthday. Oh, good for and you. Unknown to me, um, she'd sold the house and and moved and and I'm like, like wow, so much has happened. Yeah, and she lost her husband as well. Oh, 
and but she I want another reason I wanted to get a hold of her is because she worked for Fabricland and she bought fabric mm-hmm. galore. Oh, well, they ended up giving it away to different organizations. Um, her house was full of fabric. Oh, and I had hoped that I could get a decent. Um, material to make a pair of winter slacks. Oh, yes. As I'm sure she would have sold it to me if she had it. However, I couldn't get a hold of her. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's by the by. Yeah, well, you know, the friends that we've had, um, things do change, and we change. And I, yep. I've i searched for friends that I knew in high school and things, and they all move on just like I did. And well, one girl that was like a sister to me in high school, uh, we separated ways because the guy I introduced her to didn't want me to have anything to do with her. Oh, or she dear. didn't want her to have anything to do with me. Yeah. Anyway, we have our friendship back. Oh, good. Yes. And like, I'm talking 15, 16. I went back to Manitoba with her family mm-hmm. and her cousin. Her and her cousin pay, played at my wedding. Oh. That was their gift to me, was providing the music. And it, our friendship is, has weathered mm-hmm. being separated. Mm-hmm. And we're still just as strong as ever. Good. And her husband has changed his attitude. <laughs> well, you know, how, how can we, um, how can we let other people influence us when we have a, you know, we're young, we think we want. Yeah, that's it. We're, we're young. And we stupid. Yeah. Well, and, and we haven't realized at that point that, hey, we can do what we want. We don't have to follow somebody else. No. I mean, just because Joe Blow jumps in the river, I'm not going to follow him. No. But when we're young, um, we do let other people influence us because in some ways we're afraid to um, lose the, the relationship. Yeah. And uh, and so then then we give up a part of ourselves to keep something that, you know. Uh, but that's all part of life. Yeah. Well, I think about the women that I've worked with over the years that, um, you know, are so broken and and they're they're fragmented and they're they've been so abused and and I have a friend, she's eighty five, she'll be eighty six this year, and I want to bring her on the radio. I want her to talk to us about her childhood and uh, how how she grew up in in uh, Va- oh, yeah. near Vanderhoof on a little piece of property where they survived. By uh, raising their own, their own food and a lot of people did that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I read. Uh, I don't know if you read that on Facebook or not about Cougar Annie. No, I and, didn't. And so this is a woman who was quite amazing. Um, she married this Scotch guy who was here in Canada because his parents sent him here because he was a problem. Oh yeah. And they sent him money every month to uh, keep him in in uh, BC I think it was anyway she met him and married him and uh, and yes he became a problem he got involved with uh, um, uh, the poppy what the the Chinese were 
smoking then. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the opium. Opium. Mm-hmm. And so she blamed their um, servants who were Chinese for this. Now, you don't blame other people for other people's addictions. No. But anyway, she didn't know any better. So she, he got into opium and he just became, you know, just uh, um, never available. So she went and bought some property on the island and she moved him over there and got him sobered up. And uh, I think she had eight children with him. Mm-hmm. And they built a house and she uh, made quite a garden and um, got her, I think, got her food from the ferry coming in or however that worked yeah. on the island back in those days. Anyway, he died. And they called her Cougar Annie because she saw, shot something like 60 cougars and 80 bears over her her time there who were going after her goats or her sheep or something and her garden but he died and so she she advertised for a husband and so she got another husband and uh, uh, he died too because he got shot in the leg and and they're not sure how he got shot in the leg but anyway I think she had five or six husbands oh my gosh and she she advertised for them on you know wherever they advertised for them. So why haven't we been doing that? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And so she lived until she was in her nineties. Yeah. Uh, her 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 one group of kids took her off the island and and brought her over to the mainland. And then some man who knew her, he bought the property and redid her garden. I guess she had a beautiful garden mm-hmm. as well as vegetables and all of, and he did that for quite a few years. And the the questions on Facebook were, well, I wonder what happened to her garden. But she was buried back on the property oh, beside yeah. her husband, mm-hmm. uh, her first husband. But, you know, it, women weren't really um allowed to be that way and to but she was ahead of her time well the thing is her her husband didn't do anything but wash the dishes and play with the kids and so she did everything else okay were his parents still sending him money yes i think that was the problem probably yeah because he didn't have to fend for himself he knew that money was coming yeah and it probably really helped uh through through all of that as well um, yeah, my parents, they never sent me any money to be away. <laughs> no, if you wanted to survive, you had to work. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, uh, there's so many, um, stories like on Facebook. It's been really interesting to read the stories about women. The first woman who got into, um, um, university to be a doctor. Yeah. And what it took for her to to get her degree and to be accepted they had to as a fight yeah. every inch of the way yeah, yeah. and uh, and then slowly slowly over time we've managed to um, show that yeah. we have as much intelligence as as a man has and that uh, look at this cougar Annie she fed the whole family she had eight children she lived into her nineties she shot bears and cougars and maybe men maybe a man or two i don't know <laughs> uh, and managed to feed her family and i don't think um, she was a survivor yeah because my way of being brought up was mom was at home and she looked after the bills and all that and all mm-hmm. dad 
did was get up in the morning, shave and, and shower and sit down and have his breakfast and go to work and then come home and watch the news, maybe have a beer. And then he never did a dish. He never cooked anything that I remember. And, uh, um, and she had eight people at dinner every mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. and did laundry for eight people, mm-hmm. hung it out on the clothesline in the winter. And they didn't have automatic washers then. Absolutely not. They were ringer. And she had to carry the bag of or the, the, the basket of wet clothes up the stairs and hang it out on the line. And uh, I, I actually sometimes when I think about our, our mothers and our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers, I really cry for them. Because they never they had to work from sun up to sundown because yeah. they didn't have what we do mm-hmm. all the modern conveniences yeah. that make life easy for us. That's mm-hmm. why a lot of women are able to work outside the home. Yeah, they don't have to spend all day preparing the breakfast and the supper and the lunch. You know, mm-hmm. everything in there had to be. You just didn't do it in a couple of minutes. No. And my friend, who I want to get on here, she told me about this woman in Vanderhoof who was uh, a German woman. And I think she had a a boarding house, maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was she was getting lunch ready. She was pregnant. She went and laid on the couch, gave birth to twins, got them all organized, cleaned up, and everything, and then went back and made finished making lunch. Yep. For are you kidding me? Hey, there was women had their children out in the field. Yep. And and so, at the ten day stay in the hospital, like it was for some. Oh yeah. And but today they're out just about in a day or two, I think. Well, that's what it was for mom, and she said when she went to get up, when she had me, when she went to get up out of bed, she could barely walk. Yep. Because she had lost the use of her legs because she was just laying in bed. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they found out that wasn't necessary. Now they get you up right away. But can you imagine going and giving birth to twins on your own? Nobody else was around. And then making lunch. (laughs) I forget it. She did what she had to. Yeah. She was um, a German woman. Mm -hmm. And she told my friend that... uh, uh, to find a man who was a good hard worker. That's what was the, the didn't matter if he drank. It didn't matter if as he was abusive. A it was a good worker. And, and I thought, well, I guess that's, that was the standard <laughs> to look for back then. You know, uh, you just think about people. Well, I think we have to take a break and uh, come back with our next guest. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. The Prince George Spruce King's 39th annual Show Home Lottery is ready for you. Built in the Aberdeen Glen subdivision by Hobson Construction, the 2,600-square-foot home comes fully furnished by Theory Hardware with appliances from Andre's Electronics and is valued at $670,000. Tickets are available by phone or online at sprucekingshowhome.ca. Tickets for two mega 50-50 jackpots are also available. The 39th annual Spruce King Show Home Lottery. 
Grand prize draw date is April 30th. Their doors may be closed, but the Exploration Place has a new exhibit. It's the first use of their brand new online collaborations database for a virtual exhibit. The new temporary exhibition has been created to commemorate some of the people, places, objects, and events that have helped shape Prince George. Made possible with support from the government of BC, celebrate our community digitally with the new virtual exhibit from the Exploration Place Museum and Science Center. Find the link at the explorationplace.com. Community Gaming Grants has an open call for all sport not-for-profits, charities, and community groups to apply. Applications are also being accepted from parent advisory councils of all schools. For help with an application, contact the Northern Interior Communities Association by emailing coordinator at northernica.org or by phoning 250-562-2553. This latest round of community gaming grant applications for sport not-for-profits, charities, community groups, and parent advisory councils will be accepted until May 31st. Forecast from Environment Canada for today mainly cloudy with a 40% chance of flurries or showers. Wind from the south at 20k gusting to 40, a high of 5. Tonight partly cloudy, a 40% chance of showers this evening. Gusting south winds continuing, a low of minus 1. On Wednesday a mix of sun and cloud, more gusting south winds and a high of 7. You're listening to Senior Moments on 93.1 CFIS-FM. Brought to you in part by Riverbend Seniors Community. When you live at Riverbend, you will feel right at home. Okay, Sharon, we're back on, and we've got Stephanie on the line. Oh, good. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Uh, we're good. You know, we're we're uh, older, wiser. <laughs> it's funny. My friend and I, we talk about, oh, my God, do you remember when we were young and we worried about so many things? And now that we're in our 80s, nothing is important except our health. <laughs> and that's why I got a hold of you, uh, was about seniors and seniors programs at the Y. And... Uh, um, and now everything's shut down again. It is, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately not the best timing. We were offering our senior fit program at the Prince George Family Y again and, and have been for a, a number of months now mm-hmm. with COVID protocols in place. And uh, it was so great to see those familiar faces back. And I know that the participants were really excited to be back as well. Yeah. But I believe Choose to Move is still happening because it's being done through Zoom. So it's being offered virtually. Okay. Oh, that's good. No, but not everybody has um, the ability to to have a com- uh, computer and to hook up to, uh, you know, not everybody does. I don't. I've got a yes, computer. So if it is something that folks are interested in, you know, I encourage them to call um, and speak to Lisa. She's the coordinator, and I've got her number here as okay, well. Okay, okay. Um, so there's an info session on April 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Choose to Move is a program that is explicitly for seniors. And it's a provincial initiative about helping folks um, like age, have active aging. And so it's about introducing, you know, physical activity in a way that makes sense to you as an individual mm-hmm. and working through individual and group support. So you work with a trained activity coach mm-hmm. and they make a plan for like you individually uh, with activities that you like to do. And I can actually say, so my grandma did this with pre-pandemic. My grandmother's 90. 
Uh, and um, she did the Choose to Move program. Um, and she, um, you know, every time I, I still talk to her, she always tells me how much she loved, like, talking to Lisa on the phone mm-hmm. and, and doing the program. And so um, I, I share that, so, you know, my firsthand knowledge. I haven't done the program, but my grandmother did, and she had nothing but great things to say. And also that because it's, you know, a senior's program, the mm-hmm. staff are all, you know, trained and suited to, to make sure that they're coming up with, like, non tech options. So yes. doing things over the phone and, and making sure that's in a way that makes sense to a senior audience. Yeah. And so there's a couple of things um, that I think about. First of all, I have a cell phone, but I don't like using it as a phone. Mm-hmm. I'm not comfortable with it. I don't know if other seniors have a cell phone. Um, so is this over Zoom or you're you're talking about phones? So if I was on my phone... Um, then I would be talking to Lisa mm-hmm. without without a camera or anything like that. That would work? I believe so. I know that my grandmother met with Lisa over the phone. She also yeah. does not do Zoom. Yeah. Um, so it's all about finding, you know, a, a plan that works for you. And so that would be like meeting in a way that works for you. Yeah. Of course, like in person isn't an option. Yeah. Um, but I would encourage folks that if that's something they're interested in to, to give Lisa a call and see, um, you know, talk about doing your, your meetings and your um, like training over the phone. Well, that's a great idea. I have to say, what's Lisa's phone number? Yes. So you can contact Lisa about choose to move at seven, seven, eight. Yep. Two, eight, one. Yep. Zero, six, nine, four. Okay, that is great. And so, I, I mean, most of us have a phone that isn't attached anymore to uh, the wall. <laughs> but even so, if you're if your your phone is still attached, you could still just because the choose to move would be about um, you can do stuff in a chair without um, having to get up and move around. And yeah, so I would uh, encourage people who are locked into the the home right now to mm-hmm. give Lisa a call. I think that's yes. a great idea. It's a great way to, you know, stay active and moving, but mm-hmm. also do so, um, you know, particularly for folks where it may be, um, you know, maybe you've got some health reasons that you haven't been moving as much, or maybe you've yep. just been like, you know, living at home in the last year of the pandemic and, yep. you know, exercise isn't as much as part of your life as it was at one time, or maybe it never has been and you're just wanting to start that. It's a great program to just slowly, you know, motivate you and introduce movement into your life in yep. a way that's safe. And fun for what you feel is fun. Yeah, yeah. And so I went, I went over your um, your website and did find the right one finally. And I, you know, I, I just, I can't uh, say how how um, wonderful I think the Y is, and when they provide free uh, childcare so that the mom and dad can come and do. Um, yoga and do fitness things. I think that's just so great because part, you know, part of the problem um, when I was working and managing um, of hiring uh, moms, young women, was the expense of daycare. You know, and and here you offer child minding for people who are participating in healthy um, activities. Absolutely. 
I, I appreciate that you said that, Sharon, because you're right. You know, as um, we don't have, you know, our own children yet, but as a woman who's, uh, you know, 30 and, and yep. thinking about starting a family, yep. it's really unfortunate to, to think that there's things you'd have to miss out on, yep. you know, that especially things that make you a better mom and, and help you, you know, live healthy and active. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to participate in, in classes or go and have your workout um, when, you know, the pandemic's not happening and the steam rooms are open, you mm-hmm. know, some moms come in and, and drop their kids off and, and just have a steam and have that little bit of time for mm-hmm. themselves. And so our child mining and our rec programs are still open. Oh, good. So, of course, um, you know, the, the provincial health officer announced that classes are canceled um, as of today. Yeah. But, um, but like, the gym itself is open. So, you know, you can come in and, and use the equipment and still bring your children into child mining and rec Good. programs. Good. Did you do need to pre-book? So I encourage folks, um, you know, to, to call ahead and make sure you have that space because mm-hmm. there are limited spaces. Right. But it it is open, and so I, I do encourage folks, um, you know, more than ever, we need to be safe and also make sure we're getting out and, and getting our movement and, and that physical activity for our mental health as well. Well, and, you know, and, and I, um, I've i been working with a man who is responsible for three children, and he's single, and uh, he has uh, total care of his children. And he, this is also good for the men because I don't think we think about single dads, uh, but uh, there are a lot of single fathers out there that have total responsibility for their children. And um, uh, the why is just set up so that um, whoever's responsible for the children are able to come and uh, stay healthy. Absolutely. You know, my, I love seeing like whole families come in, yeah. you know, on Saturdays or evenings and like mom can have her, her workout and dad can have his mm-hmm. and, and the kids are having fun and they're engaged. And, you know, it, it helps that like tag teaming that often has to happen for parents where yeah. one gets to do what they want and, and you know, and, and one has to stay home and, and take care of the children and they swap on and off and everyone can come and participate yep. together and, um, or I also think of, um, you know, we, we've seen so many more, like, hands-on dads coming up yes. in the last few years. And yep. so, like, what a great place on a Saturday where he can still come and, and get his workout in, uh, mm-hmm. but maybe mom's working or, you know, she's got other things mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And um, that the kids are engaged and, and burning energy and they're active and healthy and having fun as well. And the other side of that is um, more grandparents are raising their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And so um, they are able to come over once it's all open and do some of the senior activities and still be able to bring their grandchildren in and have them safely being looked after. You know, the cost of ch- child care now, um, one of the women I, I worked with, she had to quit because it wasn't worth her while to work full-time and pay for her two two boys to be taken care of. And and for me, I wanted to have a daycare at work, just like you do at the Y. You know, I mean, you could, could you come in in the day and have your, your kid at the Y? You know, I don't know. Maybe you could, <laughs> even if you're working there. I mean, we really have to make it worth the while of the woman or the man to uh, work for us 
by providing them um, with child money, uh, minding, or even money to cover the ch- child minding because it's so expensive. I mean, they co- cover parking and your medical. What about your kids? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I really loved about reading your website and seeing these in the programs for children, too, once you get uh, open, um, are wonderful. There are lots of options, yes, and 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 turn your like you're so right, you know, and um, you know, we in in other aspects, um, you know, have a commitment to quality childcare. Yeah, you know, we know it's expensive, and yep. and we know spaces are hard to find. And you know, again, when I think about starting my own family and thinking about, um, you know, I, I have a friend returning to Matt Leaf shortly, and. Yep. She's like not sure she's going to be able to go back to work yep. because just finding a space, even though they've been on wait lists for mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the more places like the Y and the more programs there are in our communities to support families, whether, um, you know, that's parents or grandparents or like aunts and uncles, whoever that is in that village helping to raise that family, just mm-hmm. the better. Families need a lot of support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I was thinking, um, and I'm probably off subject here, but I was thinking about women who are nurses and and women who work nights and men. You know that there's no really child care that's 24 hours, and that's something that's in the miss. That um, not the why can do that, but just a thought that flew through my head. So, like how? So you've got some programs being able to, but I was talking to Judy Neiser earlier, and about how the adjustment that um, you all have had to make because of COVID, and yeah. and. Uh, and how, you know, how everybody who had the why in their week has had to not have it anymore. And all of those, I think it's more like disappointments that we're feeling. That, uh, oh, I can't go to the why. It's March 30th. It's had, they, Dr. Henry said we can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and so you have to adjust to try to keep going. We do. Uh, you know, our, our teams have just been incredibly resilient over the last year and really kept serving the community, like, at, at the forefront of everything. And mm-hmm. um, they, they've worked just tirelessly in, in all departments and variety of programs, mm-hmm. of, um, you know, pivoting things to, to offer virtual programs where we can offer virtual programs or pivoting things in a way that we can, you know, still provide connection and um offer, you know, kind of anything we can to keep uh, helping support our community and, and further our mission. Mm-hmm. And and it has been hard. It's, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think sometimes folks think that, like, maybe we get this information sooner. <laughs> and, and, you know, and we don't. And no. so it's us also watching uh, the, the announcement yesterday afternoon and, and hearing what's coming out and knowing those are decisions being made, you know, to keep us safe and, yeah. and respecting those. Yeah. And then kind of going back to the drawing board and and thinking about what we can do and what we have to do, and um, and we, yeah, we're we're really looking forward to uh, when we can operate everything safely. But we are grateful for the, the things that we have been able to continue to operate, and for our amazing staff who've just allowed us to do that. They're the ones, you know, our essential service childcare providers that showed up even when everything was shut down, and mm-hmm. it's our staff that just showing up and, and making our impact possible yeah yeah it, it that's really important um to have a have a team that has 
a goal, and the goal is to provide good services to the community. And however you're going to do that as working, you know, I think the best thing that I ever did in my life to learn how to work with a group was to play basketball for three years and to learn that we all played the most important part. There wasn't one, you know, Uh you don't, uh, there isn't a star. You can't do it without the rest of the team. And when you have that going for you, like you're saying at the Y, you, you're going to reach your goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's wonderful. Well, of course, I love the Y and I love what you stand for. And, and how many years has it been running now? And 100 years? Yes. Uh, <laughs> in like Nash or globally, we celebrated 175 years just in the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, in, in Prince George, we're getting closer and closer to our 60 year mark. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. And one of the benefits about joining the Y is that there's, uh, what, 120 Ys across Canada that you can have access to. <clears throat> so if you're, yeah. if you're in Winnipeg and there's a Y, you can go and, and use their, their uh, services. You can, yes. When you sign up for a Y membership, it is good at any YMCA in Canada. So you're absolutely right. There's not too many, uh, especially urban centers that you go to that don't have at least a number of Y centers. So yeah. there's usually one close by and you can use your membership there. Yeah. And um, right now, if you do join, your first month is free. So if you're thinking about wow. a good time to join, there's an extra incentive for you to uh to do that. Yeah, the other thing is you don't have a locked-in contract. And I, I joined a, a place here in town, and I really got frustrated because I only had a certain time. And I asked if I couldn't make an appointment, you know, to use the bicycle or, or whatever it was I wanted to use. And they wouldn't do that. And so you've got an hour, and then you have to line up. And then so you get dissatisfied. You want to quit and you're locked into a contract yeah you're right no no contracts uh you can cancel your membership at any time or you can put it on hold so you know with the pandemic lots of folks are on hold some folks go on hold when they go south for the summer and we just want to provide a place where you can stay active and live healthy and so it's important to us to do so in a way that's accessible and inclusive to everybody and then you get a free fitness consultation. So you get to sit with someone who can tell you how, how uh, well you are and, and maybe what your limits are. And that's uh, yes. free. It is. So it's basically a free personal training session. Mm-hmm. And what's, you know, what I love about this is so um, they're, they're still happening now, you know, with COVID okay. protocols in place. So if you sign up, you're still going to get your fitness orientation. Mm-hmm. And one of our fitness staff meets with you for a whole hour mm-hmm. and they take you around the gym. Um, they show you how to use the equipment. You know, they ask you about your goals, ask you what kind of things you want to use. So there's always like that, like, piece of anxiety when you want yep. to join a new gym or when you do and you're like oh my gosh like I'm, I'm not sure where I'm gonna go I'm not sure maybe I don't know how to use the equipment like all, all those things yeah and uh, so you can just join confidently knowing that when you book that time our staff goes through all of that with you and you just have to show up and then you can feel confident about everything that's in the facility as well as you know even like how much weight you should be lifting they'll, they'll come up with a customized program for you yep. as an individual yeah yeah not like me back when I was 28 and I went on the first walkathon for cancer in Toronto and and uh, I did no prep work. I managed to walk 28 miles that day. 
Was I ever sore? Oh, my dad had to come and pick me up in a pub having a beer. (laughs) I couldn't walk. (laughs) You know, you just think, oh, well, I'll just do it. It was 30 30 miles. (laughs) Anyway, we've got to say goodbye to you, Stephanie. I really enjoyed talking to you, and I hope everybody will go on your um uh, website and have a look and join the Y. You know, it's a good thing. Yes. And Thanks so much, uh, you're welcome. You having us. <laughs> yeah, Stephanie, you stay safe, my dear, and thank you very much. We'll chat soon. Bye now. Great. Bye bye. So this is Steph- uh, Stephanie. This is Senior Moments <laughs> <laughs> signing off and uh, join the Y. Senior Moments is a co-production of 93.1 CFIS-FM and the Prince George Council of Seniors. Senior Moments is produced by Sharon Hurd with production assistance from A.J. Fair. Theme music is courtesy of Goff Brooks Music. Catch the rebroadcast of today's show tonight at 9 or replay past shows through the podcast at cfisfm.ca. Owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio Society, you're listening to CFIS-FM Prince George.